You're listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast, where we give you the black perspective on topics that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Thank you for listening. This is Nikki Brooks. Welcome to the Strange Fruit Podcast. I am joined by my co-host. Adrian Neely. Bishop Green. All right. And we are going to jump right in tonight. So I've been called to the forefront of the congregation. I guess it's Women's Day. So I will talk about my topic is your grandmama's marriage. (laughs) So not to waste any additional time. Uh, we'll just jump right into the conversation and I think we know what this is birthed out of is I made the statement I made it before and I shared it here with you guys was that you know don't nobody want struggle love you know we don't want struggle love we don't want your grandmama's marriage you know Um, and I think that in lieu of Everything that's been going on kind of came out of this conversation with the whole uh, Jada, Will, and Augustine. But even prior to that, there's been this thing within, you know, I would say the Black feminist movement and uh, where women, you know, are more embracing this idea of, you know, I've already been accused Black women of being independent and not wanting a man and all that stuff, you know, but what Black women have done is we, there's been this evolution from, Okay, I need to make myself palatable and, you know, be everything that a man needs, a lady in the the streets, a freak in the sheets. Um, and because my worth and value is tied into whether or not I ultimately get chosen to be someone's wife or if I get found to be a person's wife. And it's so prevalent that, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever notice it but you know one of the easiest ways to put a woman down that is not equivalent with a man is to say something like that's why you single that's why you ain't got no man that's why you can't keep a man um all those things are you know or you bitter you know a bitter baby mama or just a bitter woman that's why don't a man want you that is one of the easiest quickest put downs that we accept or look at as a put down to women um in general because we are generally you know judged off the word the ability to keep quote unquote the opposite sex and what has happened over the years is that you know us ladies been drinking our milk and our bones have been getting strong we've been growing up and we our eyes have been opening <laughs> to the things around us and after a while everybody looked around and said wait a minute let's examine this thing and what these marriages and this man that I'm supposed to be getting is supposed to look like. And we realized that a lot of the women who were coaching us from back in the day uh, weren't happy. They weren't free. You know, Uh, in particular, you know, the feminist movement didn't really trickle all the way down into the black community because we already had our own you know we were dealing with our own um set of problems of being black in america and our own barriers and so for a a lot of black women in america there was a double a double pain so to speak and i mean we even sung about it don't blame mr charlie mr charlie just a man he doing the best he can you know and (laughs) Uh, and so lately, there has definitely been a 
a resistance to this idea that women must lay down their life to get chose. In addition to that, and I'm getting it all out, you know, because then we'll jump into, you know, I know y'all want to comment, but I'm trying to get it all out in the first little run. But the other <laughs> the other caveat to that is that as a believer, personally, I have witnessed this being done, I think, through the church. I believe, unfortunately, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Black Church, quote unquote, in America, we have been responsible for perpetuating this spiritual brand of misogyny. We have so many different things that we say that honestly aren't biblical. You got to be the neck that turn the head. You know, we we talk about all of those things. I've seen women use their faith for, you know, their husband is out doing whatever he wants and they every Sunday they saving a seat for him and believe in God and slanging oil on his side of the bed while he's out there running women or, you know, uh, God, he's out there with that other woman. And then when he gets tired and, you know, that young woman throw him away because his money getting tight and he's about to retire, then he crawls on back home and crawls into the church, crawls back into the house that the woman <laughs> kept up. And then we celebrate him. We celebrate him mm. because he crawled in, deep crawled in when he was sick, he's too old to play now. And so he didn't crawl in because he ain't got nothing else to do on Sundays because he's too tired to go to the juke joint on Saturday. So now he might as well go ahead and go to church <laughs> with his wife. You know? <laughs> right. So lady might as well go on in there. And then, you know, we have these families that, you know, we celebrate all of this. You know, we say, oh, you know, the black family used to be like this. We didn't have this before. It's a conspiracy. And most women, we're going, ah! we ever really had that because grandmama wasn't that happy you know she wasn't really that free so that's my you know that's that's um that's a lot there so y'all want to y'all want to jump in right quick got some questions <laughs> for me got some stuff you want me to unpack well, I, I, I don't know Adrian you got some questions here because <laughs> she, she dumped a whole lot right there just a whole lot Blam. I did. so well, you're not going to answer because you're trying not to get in trouble so basically like, trying to get me to get in trouble first and then you go first. Man, i don't think i don't think i'm gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe there bitch. look um maybe you should maybe you should have something to say first and i'll chime in because i am i am one that likes to collect my thoughts and think about everything that was said what well, i was a whole lot to process there what, what, what i will say is that i don't want to be like the people racist and then they tell us well I've seen several successful black marriages and then dismiss the greater problem mm -hmm. for me I would like to go back to the very beginning of where maybe that problem started Yeah. Um, and not you know we've been talking about racism a lot yes. the last few weeks to the point where I am, I am experiencing extreme racism fatigue just from 2020 uh, but I think the black family, we we came into, I think if we might as well go all the way back, though, do that every show. Please go all black the way family, back. We have to. The black family came here in less in not much of a normal state. Like we weren't allowed to be normal from the beginning. Now, some. Some families survived that some. Um, but but for for the most part, we came here being you know if we're going to talk about biblical, I guess we've been we came here being asunder, um, <laughs> and so 
So, why you know, all Toby on us, man? You know, that's, you know. That's how black pastors talk. If I wanted to use, if I want to use the most dramatic pastoral vernacular, um, but we came here in not a normal state, and I think it's it's like um any situation. You people don't always learn how to not be the way they were. Everybody, you can see that throughout history. So. People come from abusive households. You can't hear me anymore? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay. Nikki, can you hear me? I hear you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. There we go. So, um, so where did I, where did y'all, where did, where did y'all miss me? No, you, you were talking about, you know, people are what they are. You yeah, know, yeah, they don't come, learn to be di- different. You know, people come from abused, abusive households. And sometimes not all the time, but sometimes those people who were abused become abusers. Um, sometimes those people who were um, who whose parents cheated, they may say that they want to be a better man or woman to their spouse, but they end up cheating. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that, and I guess if, if you want to subscribe to generational curses, some people uh-huh. do, uh, but uh-huh. at the same time, I believe we I all know right. Do. Yeah. But we also, uh, well, we also, we yeah. all know right from wrong. Right. Yes. But, yes. 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 That, that there is a learned, there, there is something about whatever state you are in. It is harder to develop habits that counter that negative state is probably uh-huh. the way I can say it. Like, so in that, we have to look at if we're being t- and there's always been an assault on the black family and we have contributed to that assault by not uh-huh. trying to rectify certain things. But I believe that you have to examine the history of anything before you can get to wherever um, where before you can get to, to, to why we're in a place we are now. Um, well, you are also, right Adrian we have to examine the history yeah yeah and also one more thing I'll say that I do think is is and I'm, this is not an excuse in any way shape or form I believe that that trend uh, comes from partially black men trying to find a way to assert some sort of power and, and so it became a negative in that way and that became well I will sleep with as many women as I can. I will it, conquer it, what's uh, around me because I don't have the freedom to go out and conquer what's in the world. They won't exactly. allow me to. So I find I carve uh-huh. out a domain um, which, you know, if you really uh-huh. want to get honest, we know that that type of dominion, uh, that type of need to, to, to dominate is kind of innate within the DNA of males. You know, it's, I know dominate uh-huh. is a strong word, but you know, if you watch little boys in general speaking generalizations um they need to dominate they need to compete uh they're uh, they're um they gotta show that they're territorial that's just kind of how their nature mm-hmm. is in general and um yeah. but but i i do some some at the beginning but the reality is that uh, we do have to go back all the way to the beginning. I know that there are lots of theories about what well, the black family was under attack because of war drugs. Black family was under attack because we were fine until they pushed welfare into the community. But I really submit that we never were fine. 
when you look at the records starting post-emancipation um we were never we were never fine and that and that goes all the way back into the the bureau uh you know bishop i'll let you talk before i go into that expository uh but um that (laughs) is uh there it's there it's it's there we just got the history listen it it, listen it's it's not going to take away from anything what you stated uh, tonight and what you stated from last week, which is how we got here. When you said, don't nobody want no, want that struggle of don't, you know, nobody wants your grandma's marriage. I was like, Oh, well, you know what? That's real talk. You know, that's real spill. And the way I look at it is, is that, you know, from how it all came to be once again, when you don't have anything, and when you don't have any freedoms, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see a situation where you can uh, take advantage of, uh, you know, trying to get some get back uh, from life struggles and, mm-hmm. and turmoil, you know, and it's sad. That's what um, a lot of black men did back then. And it was the norm. Yeah. And uh, and, you know, and the, and the thing is, is that we have to embrace that again. Adrian stated there's some things we've we've plagued ourselves with, uh, but it doesn't take away from the uh, evidence of what did happen. The government saw that as well and added some extra sweetener and, and preservatives to it. And now you got this, this combine of mixture of, of results, you know, and none of it is wrong. I don't even want to divvy up on what percentages is what I don't care Bottom line is, is we need to know all of the things that uh, are plaguing our black uh, uh, communities, our black families. You know, we have so many enemies, as we have discovered through this coronavirus plague. We have enemies outside of the race war. You know, we thought the race war was going to stop. okay, but it did not. I mean, so we're, we're always fighting more battles than the average citizen here in the United States. Now, why is that? I truly, truly don't know why we have to fight these many things. We're trying to get people to wake up and see that, Hey, this is not going to be the norm anymore. Um, again, um, black women have had to endure a lot of things. Uh, and I can't even speak on, um, what they've all gone through. You know, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, our great, great, grandmothers and so forth, uh, they've had to endure a lot of things. You know, when the slave master sat there and split families up, that's another thing. You know, we got, we got relatives. We don't even really know. I mean, it's when we really think about it, which I don't like to think about it because I get angry when I think about that. It's like the, the dynamic, it, it was broken up. Yeah. And when you, you know, you have families broken up, the value, yeah, you you miss them, but over generations, the value is getting getting ripped. And I believe that to some extent, uh, you know, that uh, Mister, as Adrian was speaking, like old Mister was coming out there and, and you know beating his wife and like you say, having all these illegitimate children on the side, you know, and things like that. But they took it because one neither one of them had much choice, you know, in the matter. 
You know, either he stuck around, she was just grateful that he stuck around back then. That's that's just that's yeah. just how it was. And it's sad. It's really sad that we're here in 2020. And I think what I'm seeing from these last five years uh, or, or more, uh, but I will say when I personally, spiritually saw it, you know, it broke me because I have four daughters, mm-hmm. you know, so and a wife. So I'm sitting here like, OK, wow. I don't want to be that dude. You know, I don't want that to be the memory that they have, yeah. you know, of me, um, you know, because at the end of the day, um, we can become the very thing that we hate. And that's what Adrian was, was just speaking on. And that goes for as race, uh, you know, hating uh, races. I mean, you got to be careful, you know, because you don't want to become anything similar to the very thing that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I know I, I, you know, I'm fighting that as well. I don't want to be in an image that my daughters could not look up to. That's you so know, nice. now there's some things I, I just, I can't get right. I'll never get right. Cause it's four daughters. Okay. <laughs> That's what the, these last five months yeah. <laughs> of uh, <laughs> coronavirus has taught me. I ain't gonna always get it right. Matter of fact, I'll be happy if I get it right one, once in a week. Okay, with them, because I mean, they just got their own flavor, and they and and shh, I don't want to get in the mind or get in their way. Yeah. But Nikki, go ahead and tell me. I listen. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. When it when it comes to this this <laughs> revelation that we well that I've just garnered from the last conversation that we had, when it comes from from this revelation of the uh, we don't want this struggle love. Is it is it uh, a, a line that can be crossed where you have a man that's actually trying, but he might get labeled into this. Oh, here come, here come mister. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if he's a product, I know we all have to be accountable, but if he's a product of the environment, you know, it, where do we draw the line on? Does he need help? Where, where can he, you know, how, how can, can you, you guys help hear me? him? Cause it sounds like you cut out just yeah. a little bit. No, I can, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. And can I, I can I can I can I interject just for a moment? Go so, ahead. Okay, so how much of this also is a part of time? Like we could like not just like historical, but from okay the church perspective, and then just the perspective of the time. I we have several Latinx friends, and 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 I would say that we could, and depending on, well, I've, and I've had people on several on both sides of the coin and i guess i would ask how much of this is a regional thing how much of this is a are we attributing this we we can't just be attributing this to to black families because i know that they have a name for it and i wish i could remember the name but i've had this discussion with my latinx friends and we've talked about it and and um they would tell me how in 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 certain at least mexican families and i don't you know i don't know honduran salvadoran i have lots of mexican friends i should say and, and they tell me that there is a dynamic where it was just expected for the man to have girlfriends and everybody just mm-hmm. it was just a thing and so not that i'm saying it is not in the black community there are several things we could discuss that are i'm not gonna say unique to the black community but they are very they are prevalent in the black community, but I want to, I wonder, are we looking at this like it's a black thing because we're black. And so we, we speak to what we know 
or is is, is the a is the abandonment an issue environment or, mm-hmm. or or like I just wonder because at the same time we're we're talking about it from the perspective of families being torn apart, black families being torn apart, and just kind of that they're always being kind of a wrench, so to speak, thrown in the works of a black family, whether it be you know, extreme poverty and, and people just having to be separated uh-huh. from each other or whether it be slavery and people being torn from each other forcefully or just kind of like the vestiges of racism and, and, and the vestiges of the time and how it affected black people to have to us either be separate or to be around other other people or other women or, or you know, what leads to infidelity. But also at the same time, we're talking about this going, I'm just thinking about this, the same time we're talking about this happening in black families we're also I'm also thinking about my Latinx friends telling me that this thing is almost some within in their culture, but not necessarily within every family. This is expected and it's a way of life. So if these things are going on concurrently, I wonder if there's if we're missing a dynamic, if we're not looking at something that's there mm-hmm. in the like whether it be in time, whether it be something that's a man thing. I don't think it was just a man thing, but if, if, if we're looking at something uh, and, and if we say it's just a man thing, then what are we looking at? So the, so why are we looking at different reactions versus, I mean, I'm just asking all these questions and y'all speak to them as however you fit. But if we're looking at it, is it strictly a man thing, strictly a man being um, unfaithful, then uh-huh. what kept, what, what kept the women from reacting in a like way um and even though according to some of my friends the women acted you know either before or after the man um like so just all those different dynamics i'm just asking these Uh questions because i want like a clear understanding of of kind of like maybe where we think this came from do we think it is it is a, a black thing um or and, and, I mean, because and, and I asked this because, OK, Michelle and I had discussed this and my grandparents uh, like not my grandparents didn't have their own issues, but I don't I mean, there are no stories like that amongst kind of like my grandparents. And I was around a lot of black couples that that really loved each other, like old I'm talking about old black couples, my godparents like. I I I had three sets of godparents, which you know that's neither here nor there. Just one of those weird uh-huh. things in my family. Um, but I had three sets of godparents, and they were together forever, and they like were always with each other. And if my grandfather was gone, unless unless my grandfather was such a my, my grandpa George was such a masterful cheater that every time he cheated, somebody asked him to bring home a Domino's. Train. <laughs> That would be amazing, <laughs> um, but I mean, so funny, but, you know, there was anything. It was his extracurriculars with his buddies. Like they, you know, he he played dominoes all the time, constantly. If he was, you could go look for him, and he would. It was guaranteed he would be wherever dominoes played, and he was, you know, winning trophies and bowled a little, did a lot of other things. Even made beer one time, but that's that's another story. Uh. Uh, built the first TV on the block, according to my dad, uh, but. Um, so I just, in this discussion, I want to, I want our discussions to be somewhat nuanced so that we understand every angle, because I was like trying to see if I could find my place in this conversation. And, and because I didn't really 
see that. Like, I mean, right. all the, all the, the units around me, you know, my, now I had an uncle, I had one uncle who was married like six times and loved him to death and, 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 you know, love my cousins to death. Um, but other than that, it wasn't, I don't know, it, like it just wasn't the the norm per se. Okay. Right. Well, I think that's a great question. I think that um, what I would like to examine historically is this evolution of what the definition of black family is because there's this idea that floats around now that the black family had it right. You know, we had it right in the 70s, but there was an attack on us and they started pushing welfare to women and they then women said, I don't need a man because uh, I can, you know, get housing and all of that, I believe is false. Um, and so that makes me to go all the way back to uh, the Freedmen's Bureau and post-emancipation to try to paint a picture of what it looked like. So America decided to free their slaves. And when they did, they said, okay, you livestock, you animals, go free and now fix yourself since you think you're human. And they implemented this bureau called the Freedmen's Bureau. Freedmen's Bureau was an advocacy group that was set up after the slaves were freed by Lincoln. They chartered it and they were supposed to advocate in the areas of education, reuniting family members, court laws, property ownership, and protecting the new rights of slaves. It only operated for about four years. And what happened Uh is um, when President Johnson pardoned the Southern landowners, um, Congress failed to provide the Bureau with funds. So they didn't do anything to ensure the economic independence of African Americans. But the Bureau really was the first stop for a former slave. That's where they went to get assistance. They could file their complaint records um, about social, economic, or psychological issues. And But the issue is when you start looking at the records of the Freedmen's Bureau, it looks like a, like a psychiatrist's file on post-traumatic slave disorder. Most of the former slaves, they were free men and free women. That's what they were known as. They didn't have that very little choice but to become tenants and work wages on white-owned farms. So, of course, this led to being exploited by sharecropping, uh, contracted indentured servitude, ridiculous work arrangements that basically food, clothes, shelters in exchange for duties and agreements to not leave the property. In addition to that, kidnapping of minors was a huge problem. The former masters exploited the apprenticeship laws, and they did that to gain custody of minors to get the cheap labor. And so um, African-Americans, after they were free, the first thing that free men and women did was rush to get married. And that is where your first set of problems start to come in. Because the Bureau, if you look at these records, provides a really good look into the state of what the black family unit was, as well as the social gaps and the psychological gaps. And so um, a couple of things. Number one, you have former slaves and you have to understand what slave life was like. Many of the men, if they were a, a, a buck, and that was all based off of physical, you know, appearance and quality and strength, where uh, bucks were, made, were to be bred with what they call uh-huh. portly women. So uh, to the degree that um, even our, our the records in Congress with the council former slaves and stuff, like if you were kind of like a thick woman um, and like you were a thin man like you, a thin slave like you, 
y'all both could get beat just if he was making the wrong eyes at you because y'all were not supposed to mate. Y'all livestock. So you need to mate with the port with a with a buck. The buck was the one who was allowed to have sex and buck were bucks were actually leased out. Uh their job was to do that. But and obviously, um, so the the quality as far as a slave woman, she needed to to hold, you know, bear as many children children as possible, but the buck needed to impregnate as many women as possible. Uh, because again, mm-hmm. livestock, we're trying to get more crops. And so um you have former books who are released. One of the huge complaints that were um, lodged amongst former freed women was that the term, and I used to, I used to say it all the time, he passing the book, passing the book, until I read these accounts and I realized <laughs> that slave women, uh, freed women coined the term book passer to describe a man that came through and they wanted to lay up and then didn't want to work. So he's a buck mm. passer. He just need to, he a buck passer. I let him throw, uh, you know, blow through. So anyway, um, what <laughs> happened within the Freedmen's Bureau is that you had several things. So you got this complication of former slaves who have been subjected to brutality and violence. Now mm-hmm. they get married and become a head of a household. The domestic abuse was prevalent. Why was the domestic abuse a prevalent? Because slave freed women, it was illegal for them not to work. And a man could be penalized as the head of his household for a woman not working. So that resulted in a lot of freedmen who beat their wives. However, if they beat their wife, they could face being jailed by the bureau, which also resulted in a whole bunch of freedmen, quote unquote, taken up with a woman because the mistress had no legal rights so this resulted in the Freedmen's Bureau as well as millions of thousands of free women petitioning the Bureau for divorce or for separation from an abusive man Man, that's when you first start seeing child and uh, spousal support become an issue for black black freedmen the complaint records of the Bureau show that uh, African American men at times they seize the power uh, that was granted to them by emancipation, unfortunately, to to abuse their wives and um, also uh-huh. sometimes to plunder wages to support their families. And in the worst cases, these black men relegated their wives and children to the status of slaves in their own home. You cannot blame them because that is what that is uh, that they were former slaves. And this was the dynamic they were dealing with as freed men in America. In addition to that, again. Uh-huh. You take up with a woman because if you abuse her, she has no rights. So all these claims that can then, then the next set of claims that the Bureau started to get about 18 months to two years in were unmarried black women who wanted men to be held accountable for either them being seduced by them or with the promise of marriage. But the Bureau had no sympathy for people who weren't lawfully married. And they also often resolved the, on record that the unmarried woman was immoral. So um, Uh this is complicated, obviously, um, because the emancipation empowered the freedmen to head their households and it held them accountable for heading their households and adopting these traditional values. But at the same time, it limited their earning potential, sent them to prison for the slightest thing, contracted them off into peonage, which is prison, and didn't render aid to the marital problems, the emotional issues, or the psychological issues that come with people who are livestock who were raised to believe they 40% animal. So that is where the crux 
of a lot of issues began um, because America freed its livestock as a real live animal farm and basically said, go fix yourselves. But at the same time, we're going to continue to oppress you. Um, in addition, you had various types of emasculation. The easiest way for a free woman to lose her children was to be accused of sexual promiscuity. She often was accused of sexual promiscuity, according to the Freedmen's Bureau, after she was raped by white men, which often would result in mixed children. And of course, a black woman couldn't bring a claim of rape against a white man. So uh -huh. you have uh -huh. all of these various dynamics present that are frustrating the heads of households, frustrating black women, frustrating black men, frustrating black children, you know, and in the midst of all of this, which what's a beautiful thing is that in, the, in spite of all of this, Freedmen's Bureau was only around for four years. So we only have about four years of collective uh -huh. records of these complaints that that paint a picture. That's correct. But we still managed to bring up all these freedmen's towns and 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 ultimately develop some level of economic prosperity across the United States and various freedmen towns. Uh, in, by the early 1900s. So that's an amazing thing. Um, but again, you just had, you had this uncontrolled, uh, yet control, you had all these controls on, uh, on an uncontrolled and unserved, served group. So that's really the, the core of a lot of those issues. Now, when you add into it, you know, we, it is true that this dynamic of lack of sexual integrity is something that's common to mankind. What is not common to mankind is the abandonment as a result of that. And so I think when you pull mm -hmm. that up into the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, and I believe where this sentiment that, oh, they, you know, told black women they need a man, I think where that sentiment comes from is that unlike other groups where this is prevalent, other men typically do not, other groups of men don't have the barriers to provision um, and to the, the, the basically at, at, at its core, the fun slash wealth slash money that enables them to be promiscuous and women stay for provision perspective sake. And you come into the 60s, 70s or the 70s and 80s and you have America basically hunting the freedom of black men. At the same time, black women are doing the work to be the most educated group and we we are having to work twice as hard do twice as more the option becomes I don't have to stay like my grandmama did because I don't have to be a domestic anymore or even if I am a domestic I can figure out a way to get some stuff done to not have to deal with that well actually not even a domestic anymore I, instead of being a domestic I actually might be a janitor now or I might go be a teacher or I might go be whatever. So I don't have to um, deal with a man who might have been broken by the system that um, who may have pimped, pent up anger, who feels the need to dominate. I don't have to deal with that. So I'm going to choose not to. And right. I think that brings us to where we are now, where you have this, you know there is a, a a low you know some of it is what we call what the whole temporary you know <laughs> um <laughs> some of it is um you just have this low-key dynamic of those who feel like it should be some type of return 
to some level of values and those who say those values weren't ever really completely there across the community as a whole. And sad thing is, I, I say, Nikki, not to interrupt you, I, you know, that was I, it. I'm not-, not only was it not only was it not there, uh, but it, it doesn't take away from um, was it ever demonstrated, you know, um, consistently in our in our in our uh, culture, in our communities. Uh, now, Adrian stated something uh, that, hey, it's not just in black communities because it's not. Uh, I will say that, you know, the, there are different motives uh, for it. Uh, when you go from culture to culture, some of this is just taught, you know, uh, in, in certain cultures. I mean, you, if you go over to Africa, I mean, you go to Ghana, you go to, um, where is it? Um, Cambodia, um, there's certain cultures out there. I mean, they, they, they kind of teach this dominating, right. I mean, polygamy is built on provision. That's what's missing. I, I I understand that, but I'm, I'm getting to that right, now. Yeah. My thing is, is that yeah, no, no, no problem. I mean, now some of this provision, like I said, a, a black man is fighting several fronts at the same time. That's why we we die faster because <laughs> we stress. I mean, you know, a man when he black man wakes up and he understands all of the things that's aiming at him at the same time, and now he's got to kind of make right for all of them dudes that didn't do right and, and, and everything. I said it last week, black men abandoned their positions. They ran like hell. Okay. And now we, we, we're sitting over here picking up the pieces, trying to pick up the pieces and, 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 and do our part. And that's the thing I want to bring out tonight. All you can do is your part. Don't try to make up for somebody else's mishap. I mean, because, we cannot do it all. You know, you're talking about centuries of things. If you go back, you could tell a lot about eras from the songwriting style. Yeah. I mean, from the 20s on up, I mean, it was forgivable for the man to do what he do. Oh, you know, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, 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 you know, that's that is what was taught. That is the way that it, uh, that people just accepted it. Now we, we, you know, the older we get and through these generations, you're starting to look at these things like, wait a minute, where was, where was our morals? Where was the church and all that? Oh, it was right there in the church. Mm-hmm. It was right there in the church, you know? And so here, once again, we cannot uh, get past anything until we embrace all of this. Okay. And that's the thing. We going through this, this new black Renaissance right now, but we got so many fronts coming at us. At the same time, but well, we're gonna have to just do this from A to Z. You can't, you can't get to, you know, uh, D before you attach A to B. You know that 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 concept. So again, Nikki, it's not to take away mm-hmm. from what you stated because every, all of this needs to be accountable. But isn't it sad not to take away from this subject? We still got all of this going on, and yet and still, you do have good black men out here trying to be a uh, productive citizen doing the right thing and all that. And yet, and still you'll have some black women educated or not. They'll pick, <laughs> they'll pick this dude. that just, worst. you know, he ain't trying to do nothing. Right. And I will, you know, know what? I, I feel like on. a lot of, I'll go ahead. I feel like, I feel like that's one area where, while I say men, 
need to um like we need to um a lot of men need to do better i i have always been curious where <laughs> what the level of accountability is Ugh. for a, a woman um like what the accountability is for a woman because um it's like when whenever we've had relationship talks with anyone one of the main things people always say like this isn't any sage advice that that i've given to anybody i've said it you know to people in in context of relationships and people have said it to us older couples have said it to us it's like everybody's crazy and you just have to decide what level if you can deal with their particular brand of crazy not only that (laughs) not only that but Usually the other thing that a lot of people say um, is that a lot of people say is that shows you who they are relatively early in the game, whether it be a person you want to be in a relationship with, a person you Uh want to be friends with, all of those things. They show you whether or not they are worth your time, your energy, your effort in the um as far as the relationship goes so from that perspective i always wonder because we are in the in words ain't shit era uh uh-huh. thanks to social media and uh-huh. you see it all the time but then sometimes i'm not saying all the time sometimes you know those women and you know that maybe it's two people in that particular coupling that weren't worth right. down um, and in, in in that respect, I think what at, at what level, and I'm not saying that we need acknowledgement or I don't need a cookie for being a dad. Or no, no, right. What exactly. I'm saying is I see it from two sides, and I think there's some things that that get to a certain point, and then you have to figure out well, how much of this is is just um, especially when I see the you know, men ain't shit. This ain't you know. You I'm guys, like, you guys sound like white people mansplaining racism because I think no, it's priv- but no, it's, it's but what it is, and I do, I, I do think it's, I do think it's legit, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I want to liken it to women in this world traditionally. In the last, probably with the exception of the last five to seven years, we have lived in the shadow of manhood. That's white women. That's everybody. You live in the shadow of manhood. And so men uh, also have a privilege where they don't understand what it is to navigate the world as a woman. They don't understand what it what it really takes for a woman being everything that she is and emotional and all of that to actually love a man, follow a man, hold them up and all of that stuff. So I don't think men are just like just like you have white people who are blind to their privilege and who are shocked when calling you articulate <gasps> that wasn't a compliment they don't they're shocked and blind to the to the microaggressions that they commit because they can't see it in our shoes men are the uh-huh. same with women unfortunately uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's why that's why black women you hear a lot of black women say well we at the bottom of the totem pole because we dealing with theirs and y'all you know because there uh-huh. is a level of a male privilege that is is there and you that's prevalent you can see that very clearly within the church um you know you got people you can see it just in the world you got all these men 
that are relationship gurus whose complete audience is women. And everybody wants to tell women how to behave, how to act, how to think. They've been doing that for uh, for years. You know, when we first got married and we were really deep into the church and I was pastoring and my husband, I would be coming home with all this good stuff often from like women's conferences we was having, you know, we'd have breakouts before the conference on do benevolence and how you, you know, how not to say no to your husband, how to smell good, how to go to bed, how to do all of this stuff. And the men were getting nothing, nothing. They weren't getting anything close to the equivalent. Um, I recall maybe about seven to eight years ago, I remember our pastor at the time bringing in another pastor to talk about sexual integrity amongst men. And it was major. They had closed sessions. They talked about, and it was like the men in the church, it was like this revolution because that's what they were wanting and looking for. There weren't men telling men, you know, it's optional for you to drop your eyes below a woman's neckline. You don't have to undress it with your eyes. There were not men that were coaching and telling men this stuff. All the focus was on women. Don't make a brother fall. You put lap cloths over women when they come to church, you know, which, hey, on on that note, if, Pastor, if you've been in the presence of the Lord for a couple of hours and you've only got 30 to 45 minutes sermon prepared and a piece of thigh meat is going to throw you off, then I don't think the thigh meat is the problem. You know, there, there, there was this focus on it. And I think that, again, there is a privilege that men have of navigating the world that caused women to be overlooked. And women in general, just like black folks are, been tired. And now they're so tired that they ain't watching their mouth no more. Now we ain't mm-hmm. buying into none of that because I'm tired. You didn't told my grandmama this, my great-grandmama, all my aunties and my friends. I'm seeing them go down the line. You have a lot of women who submit themselves to the first man moving because you know what? They don't want to be alone. They don't want to be told. They don't want to be, they don't want to be labeled as can't have a man, can't keep a man, can't get a man. You know, but can I ask you a question? Do they uh-huh. feel like that? Because I mean, because like even the things you're saying in the church, I've seen that in some very old school churches where the you know it's yeah. all in the woman. Even, even in the church, like from jump, the integrity part was 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 told. And I've been you know to enough churches now as a young, especially you know uh, as an adult, where we got to pick our churches. Um, like. I've been to a lot of churches where it's like, no, man, you, you and not just step up in the way of don't be lazy and don't, you know, provide and all that. But no, well, be Adrian, a man I'm of integrity. I'm not talking about no, myself. No, just, I mean, no, general, no, no. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not casting aspersions on anything you're saying. I, I've seen it. I know it's true that there's a an element yeah. in the church that very definitely does not. Preach, a, lo- a uh, large element does not preach to to men. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even. You know, I have no idea how big the element I'm sure is huge um, because we've seen the element that's a, that supports white supremacy. And I figure it's at least that big, um, if not bigger, the element that's misogyny in some way. Um, mm-hmm. I think what I was speaking to was um, more along the lines of like when, uh, cause like Bishop said, there's these couples and you can see it. You can say, oh, that's not going. And even, you know, you know, your friends, uh, like I, I believe, uh, and, and so I'm just wondering. My main my main thing was was just to ask, like, uh, all things being, you know, I guess like we always say, two things can be true. Like you yeah. can have people who is there a point at which 
maybe we're not. I hear your question. Are you saying the 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 basically the you know it looks like we we're on this ends ain't it, but it looks like well, both parties may not be it, right? Like, are, have we looked at the fact that maybe it's two people, not just one gender, that's an issue? And to that, yeah, I mean, how much brokenness? Yeah, I guess my thing is if if there's break brokenness that's happened in our in our community and our race and our whatever you want to say, then how right. much brokenness? are both sides suffering from and then what what does that brokenness look like 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 rather exactly like we can say men are wrong and and nobody's gonna and and that there's been a history and ain't nobody gonna disagree with that no one will crap that's that's true well well, that's that's what we have to get to because everybody focuses on the brokenness of women i am saying are we looking at the actual brokenness of men in particular where sexuality yes. is concerned? Are we looking at that yes. holistically and consistently? Because yes, more more so. More so in the last 10 years, Nikki. More so because I will tell you that is the only way we can we can heal. We got we listen, we got to look deep in ourselves. Uh, every man has to be accountable to himself. I check myself every day. I fire myself at five o'clock in the evening. I hire myself at 6 a.m. in the morning because no one else fulfilled the position or even applied. You understand? So I listen as a spiritual man myself. I have to check myself. Now, there are churches. I'm from the country. OK, because listen, I've seen those churches that Nikki is talking about. And, I've and, seen and it's true. Uh, um, I've, I've seen, seen them, too. I wouldn't. De- I wouldn't I've dare. also seen. Yeah, I've also seen a lot of churches, especially lately, in the last 15 years, I can say I've seen more churches focus on men. And I ain't talking about, hey, just make sure you keep a job and, and you know, and keep your thing in your pants. I, and, I have, no, I they, have to. We have, I enjoy you know. an amazing marriage to an amazing man with sexual integrity because of that. And not, not just of that, you know, my, my husband was impacted by my father. He said, your dad and his friend are the first men that I met who did not look women up and down when I met them. And I was amazed by that. And my dad happened to be his coach and high school principal. So when we started dating and got married, there was a very good relationship there. My dad has sexual integrity. So I'm, but I'm not talking about my husband. My husband shouldn't be the exception to that. And that's the challenge that He's not the exception to that. The 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 church men that are in some of the mega churches, you know, you think, oh, my church got five hundred men in it. Oh, my church got a thousand men. We doing very well. But then you know, all them men that's working down at the plant, they ain't there, boo. The ones that don't go to church, they ain't there. And the ones that's going to the church around in the communities, the smaller churches and stuff, they're not there. How do we know they're not there? Because the women are still suffering at the hands of men who lack sexual integrity and they are still suffering by the droves. So although we have improvement, we I'm saying that we have improvement because some people have recognized the issue and the problem. Uh, but you know, we got to put some more energy towards it. And I, I'm just naming the origin and source of it. I, and I think if you don't name, if you don't name it, if you don't talk about how you got there, just like everything mm-hmm. else, you won't really mm-hmm. heal from it and move away from there. You'll just be throwing right. up addition, just like we do with racism. We throw up additional things. Well, shoot, I don't see what's wrong with, with the blacks because don't they all got jobs? They all can work. They can do this. And nobody ever talks about the source and the evolution of it. And I'm saying that 
it's an evolution in a source as far as the sexes and the black family unit is concerned. There, and I'm saying you are 100% right. And I'm saying Adrian and myself, we t- totally agree with you. We're not saying that you're not telling us the truth. We know that that's pretty accurate. That That is accurate. I mean, you, you took it very all the way back to the you know initiation of the whole thing. I mean, once again, we had to defeat a lot of things just to get to where we are now, yeah. just to get to where we are now. But did we get it all right? No, no. And we need to um, rediscover that. And we need to uh, uh, enhance uh, our, our um, as you say, sexual integrity and, and hold tight to our families and teach our families to be a unit, you know, to be collectively a unit. Now, each and every one of our family members, we're all different. I don't care how close you are. Mm-hmm. We all got our own ways and thinking and speaking because we're human. But what I'm saying is every man needs to be accountable for his actions, his thoughts, his words. But there are some times where you will get into a situation and the woman will be. I'm, I've ran into some that were educated, Nikki. I'm telling you, she, no dummy. She wasn't ghetto. She wasn't a dummy. I'm, you know, none of those things that gets labeled on, on to black women. Oh, she's strong minded. She's bullheaded and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 no. She just a normal. How can I say just just a normal human being, you know, but making making bad decisions. And you can see it, Nikki. But as a man, I can't say nothing to her and I won't. OK, because my thing is, I no, no, <laughs> hear me out. I can't say nothing to her. Because I'm not a woman. I have no way of feeling where she's coming from, what she's been through. And as you just, you know, just throughout, which is true, we have these blinders as men. So I'm going to have blinders right out the gate and I'm going to make a mistake because I'm going to, you know, if I say anything coming from my heart is like you say something good, man, that toe made her mad. If, if if I say it the wrong way, it could be the wrong tone. It's generally women. Women generally want to hear from another woman because they understand them more. They go through what they go through. You see what I'm saying? And so that's the reason why when I see a woman like of that caliber, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, start t- telling her about what she feels. No, I, I can't tell her that because I don't know. That's ignorant. To, t- to tell a woman, I know what you feel like. No, I don't. No, I, I, can, I, don't. I can agree with that. I don't think that you have to right. tell a woman that you know what they what they feel like. I think that a lot of that gap boils down to relationship skills. You know, in the Black community, we do tend to guard the uh, purity, quote unquote, and virginity of our daughters with our lives. And I think part of the problem with doing that is when you are teaching you know girls and women to think like men and the boys want this you know what you're doing is you're you're stunting a level of relationship development that everybody needs the the, the girls and the boys um first of all wouldn't have to be thinking like men if there were men out there teaching the men how to think like men we'd be free to act and behave like ladies but my but that's another thing. My point is that I think we guard that so hard that you grow up, you have mm-hmm. you have extremely smart girls 
who are underdeveloped in gender relationships. I have grown female friends over the age of 30 that ain't got no homeboys. They actually literally Mm -hmm. think, and many within the church, uh, I have done women's ministry for years since I was in my 20s. There are Mm -hmm. many within the church who actually literally up until probably the last five years have started to reject this, but who literally believe things like don't go out of date a man alone on a group date. They literally, you know, go on a group date. Don't go date alone. They literally believe, you know, that. Are you serious? Like they believe in you. How every date has to be a double date. Yeah, because you know y'all trying to guard against having sex. They believe. Are you serious? Yes. Have you not heard any of these pastors? No, I ain't no, never seen is, that. I'm, I'm ignorant. Okay. Y'all, no, y'all are, I ain't never heard of that. Married, I've never heard that. You're married men. I ain't never heard of that. Right, so, I never heard about that when I was so, single. That, that's what's so wild. Let's put it. Exactly. So, exactly. Right, so a woman brought so somebody with us. Put it out You just felt there. like, okay, well, I guess that's not there for me. Have you ever <laughs> heard any of the pastors talking about all y'all need to do? You know, I'm gonna send y'all some groups on Facebook so y'all can see this stuff have you ever heard the pastor saying stuff like you you gotta be so far up in god that when he want to come find you he got to find god first there's i've heard that i've heard that before but i thought that was just in like i've heard in like generally speaking right somebody because you you don't talk to enough christian black women so you wouldn't know it you and, probably and, don't talk to enough Christian single black women, so you wouldn't know what women believing for husbands are looking for because they wouldn't be talked to you about it. You wouldn't know exactly what these women are. You don't know about all these lists and things that women are making that look like. But a Nikki, I wasn't. Stuff. I wasn't married all my life, so I mean, as yeah, a preacher I, I, kid, I'm gonna tell you right now, I would have heard that. Mm. Me personally, as much church as I was in. Like Trust go me. On a, I've never heard. Yeah, I, mean, I never heard that. A brand new. I mean, and I, I feel like I know a little bit. Like, and and like I said, like I'm like Bishop. I would never speak to what women are going through. I mean, I. I, I know like y'all trying to I say I'm lying, women. so now I'm having no. to prove y'all right. No, 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 You ain't got to prove nothing to us because you're telling you telling the truth. We just saying we have never been in that type of atmosphere. Oh yeah. To have heard that no that's that's what we're saying Nick. And, and we're I not against say, you I was we're just saying we've never been in that while, environment every once in a while nikki you got to deal with a level of shock from something that sounds like that i mean you just i mean if i'm being I get honest, it. I get that it. sounds ridiculous <laughs> and 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 um i've been that's an, crazy and, and having been an adult for as long as i have now i feel like i've never heard that and it just sounds so and I'm wondering, like, what church is this that's teaching you, this? Exactly. I'm 45 seen? years a preacher's kid. A I'm 45 years a preacher's church. kid, and they ain't never heard that. All you guys you, have, you have to, no. How many conventions I've been to? I get it. All you guys have to Google is black women leaving the church. If you Google black women leaving the church, you are going to see an amazing a picture of a bunch of black women walking and, out of a church. Now you're going to see articles and objects. <laughs> With their one finger up. (laughs) You are going to see how you can read all these um, editorials and articles about how single black women feel like the church has failed them because everything they told Mm -hmm. them to do to get the Mm -hmm. ring and to be found by a man, here they are, 35 and above, and they're single. In the meanwhile, it's not even that. They keep running into you know the wrong what? type of men, but Nikki, all the rest can, of the can, women are getting Can I ask you to do men. us a favor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nikki, do us a favor. To all the listeners that are listening, make sure you check out our Facebook page. I'm going I'm going to put Nikki to the test. 
I'm gonna have her when she finds these articles because she will trust me. She will, will. post that on the no, no, on, on the strange the strange fruit. Let's let's make let's make this like we tell like like people who we think are supposedly really interested in it. Let's how about our listeners in a in a show of like 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 some participation. Like I make my students sometimes. I'm like, no, y'all gonna do this yourself and participate so that I'm not digging ah, everything gotcha. up for you. There you how go. Yeah, yeah, listeners, yeah. Okay. How about if our listeners can access the page in that way, you know, we'll, maybe we can start a thread, a comment thread, and they can post the articles or they can post their experiences. Because I want to know, I, even be, beyond like a, a Google search, which I'm going to do tonight because I ain't never heard of this. <laughs> no, man, I'm going to tell you. But I want I know Nick. I, I know, I know Nick can think we playing. We're not playing. We're telling the truth. I want people to we telling the truth. Um, I get it. The articles to us. And then I want to maybe make this a discussion because like, rarely do we ask people to communicate with us in a way more than just a like or a share. I want to know how deep this is and I want to know how far this goes. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear from the women in the group mm-hmm. who have experienced this. And then I and then I would challenge the men. Like we'll find we'll find uh, um like like I want men and women to participate and I want maybe some, some fellas to do some mm-hmm. research. And, and cause if we, if we're going to tell white people to do that regarding racism, mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. then um, I'm like that with everything now, just cause I don't ever mm-hmm. want to be like these white people that I'm dealing with who don't believe racism right. exists anymore. So I don't want to be that's that right. Dude. That's right. But that's right. I want everyone, I want to make it a participatory thing because I really want to know how many people, I would love to hear from the people who've experienced this personally because mm-hmm. I have never, I mean, it's, like right now, mm-hmm. now I'm going to drink because uh, <laughs> I've never heard of anything this ridiculous. Uh, so it, it, that was probably the shocker of the night for me, finding out that that people uh, uh, tell their friends to go out, that, that you can't just go on a date alone with somebody. If you can't resist that level. You, you of know what? Nikki and, always does this to us at, at the end of every podcast. She'll sit there and, and, and hold back the haymaker <laughs> and then and then, you know, bam. Like, come on, Nikki. I mean, Nikki, what are you? You know, you, 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 five, you must be you must be five two. You must be five two or lower. How tall are you, Nikki? I'm five seven. You, you know, <laughs> oh Lord. No, okay, all right, because you come you coming with them haymakers, man. No, seriously, Nikki. I Nikki has. Um, I know that's what you did, and honestly, I listen. We. This is what this podcast is meant to be. It's not about being right or wrong. It's to get the discussion out. But yet and still, what you said was a lot of actual and factual. And and uh, to all of our listeners, this is this is what Strange Fruit Podcast is about. Uh, again, each one reach one to teach one. That's that that is the motto. Until Adrian or Nikki comes up with something better, <laughs> which I'm sure they can do. They just ain't got time. But Nikki, it, uh, we thank you. Um, for all of your your energies tonight, we know you you got some things, big things going on starting tomorrow and everything. And Adrian's uh he's got his own projects and endeavors that he's on as well. And uh, so I appreciate you guys, uh, uh you know, uh, discussing these these topics uh, again. Let's let's do that. Let's start that thread and uh, and see where this goes. Because again, I'm learning. Just because I've been in, in church all my life doesn't mean I can't learn more. Can I, do, I can, can learn. I have to do a part two on this one. Thank <laughs>